Technological advances in present day occur so frequently that they have become somewhat passe. One currently unachieved technological endeavor that continues to fascinate and worry all at the same time is the idea of self-aware artificial intelligence. Many of film have told a cautionary tale of machines turning on man, but one recent movie has captivated and enthralled, something that producing company A23 have established a persona for. So turn on the lights and music and bust out your best disco moves as we discuss Ex Machina. episode of you've never seen question mark exclamation point i as always am your host ariel ortiz and today i am joined by my very special and awesome friend um alan torres hey what's up everybody and today we're going to be talking about um a movie that's actually kind of like somewhat relevant because um his third move his third like i guess like wide release movie came out it we're going to be talking about alec alex garland's directed um ex machina um so i like kind of like while i was watching this i was like oh oh this is the second um kind of like ai robot movie that that me and you alan have discussed on this podcast because um we we also did blade runner as well the original Blade oh, Runner yeah, and right. with the syndicates or the the synth- synthetics and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So um, with that, since it's my first time um, watching this movie and Alan here is the one that's introducing me, I'll um, let Alan take it away. Thank you. Um, yeah. So this is actually one of my absolute favorite films of all time. Um I think it's probably the best science fiction film of the 2010s, like hands down. Uh, it's it's kind of essentially Frankenstein in a way. Um, yeah, so pretty much the, the storyline is about uh, this guy who works like at a, like a Google kind of type of um, uh, company. I forgot what it was called, but Blue Book. Blue Book. There we go. I knew it was like blue something. I am. And, yeah. It stuck with me because I'm like, I use blue books like in college. Okay. <laughs> oh, nice. There's like a shirt I wanted to get that has like the logo of the company just to have it because I just love this movie so much. But um, yeah, you know, it has uh, Donald Gleason, Elisa Vikander, and of course, you know, our, one of our big favorites, Oscar Isaac. Yes. And I mean, Oscar lady... Isaac Hernandez Estrada. <laughs> Uh, yeah, lately we've been kind of on a binge of him. You know, we, I think we're going to be doing Inside Lumen Davis sometime soon on the other podcast. And, mm-hmm. you know, Moon Knight just dropped and we all really loved it. So, yeah, pretty much uh, the CEO, played by Oscar Isaac, invites Donald Gleason's character over to his, like, private forest island place, like, out in, like, bumfuck nowhere. Just beautiful technology, beautiful house. And he has his own, like, artificial intelligence, like, cyborg essentially uh played by sonoya mizuno and you know he he pretty much just shows donald gleason's character like hey i'm i made like actual like artificial intelligence i mean the other cyborg doesn't know anything she's just a cyborg she just walks around does whatever he wants 
But this one is like he he invites him over. He kind of wins a contest, and he does the um, the the test, the um, the Turing test on on the on the robot played by Alicia Vikander, or the cyborg, whatever you want to call it. And he kind of starts falling for her. You know, every day he's there, and Oscar Isaac's character kind of just becomes this like almost creepy pseudo antagonist, but not really. You kind of kind of keeps you guessing it's kind of a thriller in that in that sense like kind of get a little uncomfortable and i think the best part about it is that like it's very claustrophobic because you know it's just them four and he doesn't really have any security or anything like he's just a multi-billionaire so he just likes to live out all by himself and bum fuck nowhere i think like he blindfolds his guests when they come over so they have no idea where he lives so Cut. it kind of gives you that sense of fear where you're where you're kind of in Donald Gleason's character's position where you're like, oh my god, like, what what you know what's going to happen? And Oscar Isaac just does an amazing performance of making you feel uncomfortable, like making you think like, oh shit, is he going to hurt him? Is he going to kill him? And you know, he keeps you he keeps you on on your toes, and I feel like he has a great performance because of it. But pretty much. Yeah, so, you know, Ariel, since I introduced it to you, um, what did you think throughout your viewing of the movie? Um, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I kind of have a limited um, actual interaction and knowledge of AI. Um, my graduate project um, and the paper that I helped write um, in the regulatory journal, <laughs> journal, um, was, um, kind of like, uh, I'd say the minuscule of AI intelligence and essentially of using like, um, uh, AI data based kind of like collecting and, and, um, sorting and, and, um, um, what, what should I say? Like, uh, kind of like a AI system in a way to like um indicate to like kind of like filter information and and provide it to people that that you know subscribe to a program and um to to uh notify them of different changes in throughout the world so i kind of have like a little bit of knowledge of like ai and and how just the fundamentals of it um but even with this, and I think it plays more so on like watching AI based movies, like we said with Blade Runner and and other you know things that exist in um, the world about AIs. Like I very much understood the the um, and I've I've heard of of the tune turning tuning tuning test. Yeah, Alex Tur- uh, tur- uh, turning yeah, test because it's named out of after Alex turning. Um, yeah, so, like, I've, I know sorry, about, Turing, Turing, Turing yeah, Turing, Alex Turing, yeah, because I, I, um, I kind of know that, that, uh, experiment and, and stuff like that, and the whole idea of, like, um, this, like, pure AI is AI that, that, um, you can't tell the difference between human and, and, a, and computer, and so I knew from the start, like, oh, this is, not gonna turn out well <laughs> um and uh for the humans necess- essentially and i did very much like understand oscar isaac's like experimentation with these robots and like 
because that's like um things they ba- very much based on on ai testing now um with like i don't know if you've seen any of those like viral videos of like you know these these guys just like pushing over robots that like are and that's with testing ai and it's kind of like to test like if they get angry essentially if they feel like anger yeah it's like Um, it's like the boston dynamics yeah videos right yeah 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 um and like purposely confusing um uh these robots and stuff and it's very much the ones that like that people like say like oh no don't don't get it upset skynet will happen and stuff like that be nice to the robots and so yeah like i was very much not trusting anybody in this movie which i think was really um really cool to to kind of experience i feel like you just by like experiencing this movie and then seeing the trailers of this movie i feel like um this is like the at the i haven't seen uh, um alex garland's other movies i i do intend to now after this like um annihilation and then men that just came out as we're recording this last last week um but Mm -hmm. i feel like this was his like yeah like i think he's like suddenly like has like increased the uncomfortability um in his movies since this because i feel like i was kind of expecting to be like pretty uncomfortable by this movie but i wasn't surprisingly i don't know because i i'm kind of like more in tune and like kind of know more about the science and like could see why things were happening why like specifically oscar isaac was doing certain things why um ava was doing certain things um but still it is very creepy you know when you have characters like i i had an i think it was like the second um the second scene where uh oscar isaac's like i don't even know i forgot her name but but the other ai the one that seemed like oh it was just his like made essentially um yoko Yoko, yeah uh or kyoko yeah kyoko yeah Yeah, kyoko um like in after the second time seeing her i was like i think she's an ai too and like she's like just the an uh earlier version you know my my scientific mind going on like like yeah like there had to have been experiments before this kind of thing because she's too she's too far advanced to be like a first try into this ai even for a genius you know um so it was very much like kind of like i wasn't surprised by that reveal of her like you know ripping off her skin and stuff like that but the thing that did get me was um was uh dom gleason's character uh started like doubting himself and like is he an a robot and an ai and it kind of like um was very much like i like you know saying at the screen like uh um you know don't do that don't do that you know like you're not you're not an ai you're okay you're okay <laughs> like I, like it like it doesn't make sense for you to be an ai it's okay like don't cut and then he cut you know and i was like ah so, I, yeah. I think though that's a really good testament to alex garland's directing because i even i was like well that can be programmed. like his 
him being a programmer at the company at, at Blue Book, mm-hmm. all of that could have been programmed, and and it could have just been like, you know, because the way he explains it is like I'm using AI, like the brain is essentially using the search engine to like pick things up from the internet and kind of make the brain using the internet. Mm-hmm. So it could easily have had him programmed and kind of use him and do like a double Turing test where, you know, Caleb, that's his name. Yeah. Caleb is, is like doing the Turing test on Ava and they might both actually just be yeah. like, you know, cyborgs or, or robots or whatever. Uh-huh. So kind of like, I, a, I really, like a pulling a true, true, like a Blade Runner of Deckard and, and, um, I think her name was Felicia, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that That stuff is, is, is cool. And like that really kept me on the edge of my seat. Like I was like, whoa. And uh, I will say though, real fast, I know you mentioned Annihilation earlier. Mm-hmm. And for people out there, it is a slow burn. It is kind of, I read the book and then I saw the movie and both are very slow burns. So if you're into that, go for it. It's not, I feel like the trailers really make it seem like this terror-filled science fiction movie but it's kind of more of like a slow mystery and then it becomes really weird at the end in both versions it does follow the book pretty fucking well and natalie portman does follow her character really well in the book oscar isaac does too but oscar isaac's character in that is a little bit more he's not in it as much mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that that's the one thing i kind of wanted to compare the two because i feel like this movie ex machina kind of keeps going Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. It, it has a really good pace. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it opens up very like abruptly. Like, it, and I from the start was like, okay, this is gonna be a fast paced movie, because it just opens up with him winning winning this so called lottery, and it's like, oh, we're we're just getting into it now. Like, there's no like subtle exposition or anything like that. It's just like, no, we're we're diving into this situation like right now. Yeah, I really love that. I, I love when a movie just kind of like jumps and starts running, like, and just doesn't slow down, kind of thing. So, yeah, and and um, I was gonna mention, uh, what did you think of like, I, like you said, you already had kind of your background like with science and everything, and I know some people, me personally, I loved the whole like science talk and everything. Like, even mm-hmm. though there's things I didn't know, mm-hmm. I really appreciated that they weren't trying to um feel like like dumb it down for the audience and like i really love stuff like that where they just kind of go in even if you're not an expert it kind of still feels like you're part of the dialogue Mm -hmm. in a way where you're just like oh okay cool like i don't know what they're talking about but it kind of makes it a lot more believable and it makes you feel like you're like okay um like there's another movie another science fiction movie that it's a it's a really good called primer and it's a, a time travel movie and that movie is like it really doesn't give a shit about the audience. How they feel, smart, dumb, yeah. doesn't matter. And they really go into the science of time travel. And that's a movie you got to rewatch a couple times just to really get it. But yeah, I would I would say like, I, I love that aspect of both Primer and Ex Machina. Yeah. And yeah, so like, I mean, on top of that, what are some standout moments from the movie? Um, I think some standout moments for me was like the definitely the final turn um of Ava I should say um I wasn't expecting that first I I like there was like I think maybe like like maybe four or five turns like within the span of like 10 minutes because you have the turn of like okay we're gonna break out of here 
and then you know oscar uh, and then um oscar isaac's character you know like pulls his trump card of like yeah i hit a like i've been playing you like i hit a camera i know what you guys are planning and then and then caleb drops his another trump card of his of like no i knew you were onto us so i already did all those things already and then finally like ava pulls her trump card um and so like i kind of because i follow this um this instagram um account called the final scene so i didn't read the description but i saw the pictures of of the final scene so i kind of knew that she escaped and and even and i had like okay she's escapes by herself but even for a second i hadn't i thought really she was going to come back for him, like, oh, she just wanted to doll, doll, you know, doll herself up, and then she was gonna come back for him. But to leave him, it's like both, like, like I don't know how to describe it. Like, I don't know if I really feel like I, like it's a, it's a mixed emotions because it's like I feel like, do I feel like good for you for her getting out on by herself, or kind of like like unsettled as well because like she manipulated and she's a really good manipulator i mean um i may be you know very (laughs) very cautious about anything scientific you know and, and having to do research and stuff like that like i was i would not be so trusting in that situation myself but but even um even then it's like very scary thought to have yeah this ai go out and if like her intentions are just to live and just exist like is that is is that what her real intentions are or um you know does she have like that is she going to continue to manipulate to get things her way and and what are her you know does she have like alternative motives and stuff like that so which is very much a scary thing like it's it's definitely like shows like the like a worst case scenario of ai because like you know you don't know like you don't want like even though you know there's this um turning test like it it's very much a cautious tale you like you don't want ai to have sentience you know like in my opinion i wouldn't and stuff like (laughs) that's why all these movies exist because yeah i don't i really think that you know like with human beings and stuff like that you know you have benevolent um people and then you have non-benevolent people and i think that if sentience is given to ais and you're gonna have both the same as well you know you truly want to like make them um into real humans you're gonna have the good and the bad i think in my opinion um so yeah so there was definitely that ending was a really standout moment another just like quirky thing that just like it was it was just my my thing that i like kind of honed in on is like the knife that they used to stab um oscar isaac's character went in so smooth like it had to have been it looked like a normal kitchen knife but it went through him so smoothly that i'm like it, I, it was kind of like like i don't know i found it i just got a kick out of it 
No, I, I noticed that too. Every time I see it, I always kind of like, even when I watch it with other people, I'm like, look at how smooth this is. And just, <laughs> like, where can I get that blade? Where can I get that? I, I want to cut, you know, I want to cut meat that, that easily, you know? I wonder if he did that as like a way of being like, because it's artificial intelligence and, you know, as humans, you know, we're, we're, we make mistakes and everything. And like, you know, everything we do isn't pre precise. So I wonder if he made it go in so smooth because of the way she's just, you know, a robot. Like, she just mm -hmm. does it so quick and easy. Like, for her, you know, she she uses the internet, essentially, to to exist. So, like, I wonder if she just was like, what's the perfect way to kill somebody with a knife? And just real fast. Mm -hmm. But, or that could have just been a special effect. And there was no meaning to, towards it at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean... um, yeah, just Oscar Isaac's um, reaction to that. I think he was like, "Well, shit," or like, or something like that. Like after he got double stabbed. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm I'm a big fan of that whole like you know man playing God and fucking mm -hmm. around, fucking mm -hmm. around, and finding out essentially. So, I think that was one of the highlights for me. Like you know, just like Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park's in the same vein, you know, yeah. Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, but, and, and he played it very well. Of like this just like definitely like like what is now become stereotypical but actually reality you know billionaire you know your Jeff Bezos your Mark Zuckerbergs your Elon Musk that are just fucking dickheads and like manipulate like just I don't even know like they're not narcissistic like unaware of how they change people's words around and stuff yeah mm-hmm but yeah, no, definitely. I, I think it's. I, I like. I like. I really like Alex Garland's directing style for this. Like, I feel like he does a really good job of giving, making all the actors really, kind of, um, really play with the audience. Like Ava, I think Ava and and, and Nathan, you know, Oscar Isaac and Alicia Vikander's characters. I I feel like they're both very. They're pretty much like the the angel and devil on your shoulder kind of thing, and and Nathan's. Or, I mean, sorry, Caleb's the one in the middle. Mm. And I feel like, yeah, it, it really gets... I think that's what makes me so uncomfortable when I watch it. I don't know. There's something about it that when I watch it, I just get super uncomfortable with it. And and even then, on rewatches, it still makes me kind of feel this sense of, like, is it really like this or really, really not? But, yeah, so uh, to, to continue on, uh, what what's your overall opinion on it? Like, do, do you feel like... I don't know if it's... I feel like with A24's, like, recent success, like, they're just kind of rolling out bangers after bangers. You know, they have uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Witch, Midsummer, etc. Um, I think it's probably garnered a little bit of love over over time, I hope. But what do you, do you think, like, it lives up to the hype? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it does. Um, even though, like, I did have a feeling of, like, it is a very much, like... Um, I don't want to say like simple cons, but like uh, like going in like I I don't know if it's just me, but I I kind of knew where things were gonna headed. Even even like the with knowing like the the scene of the ending, like I like how I said I I kind of had a inkling of like okay, you know um. Kyoto is is an AI also um 
uh, like Nathan kind of like knows more than he's letting on and like and like is kind of like playing chess as well and like I kind of knew like where things were gonna go in a sense but I don't say that as a bad thing I th- I think that that it allows like we said like um it allows like a good focus on the story and I think that's what a thing that carries on a lot with the A23 um movies you know A24. like A24 <laughs> sorry missed a number A24 movies of um of you know like uh, like even with everything everywhere all at once like there's some complexity to it but overall like it is a story of a family and like so you get that kind of like base story and i think that's maybe something that that i could say like that a24 movies are very much based in like a a grounded storyline that they kind of add flair to you know um at least with the ones that i've seen of a24 um and so so yeah so like it, it allows definitely a, a like think a lot better and of a character study and i think that's why people like grasp these a24 movies because they they allow really good like character studies of 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 people and 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 you know like their characters are very much grounded in reality for the most part i think i mean i i I mean i could say that yeah like uh i would i would say like you know even though everything everywhere all at once is a crazy um multiversal like crazy a shit storm you know not shits like bad but you know you know what i mean like it's bonkers bonkers yeah that you know that includes a man like jumping and impaling himself with with a a flaccid looking award um but but um even then like you know like those characters are feel real you know so yeah uh, yeah, you're actually right. You're very, I, I do that. absolutely right about that. Um, yeah, because now kind of looking back at it, I think that's why their movies are so strong. It's because of the characters are very relatable. Like um, like you said, everything everywhere all at once. While it's very, you know, bonkers and crazy and super science fiction, uh, the characters, especially the mom and daughter character, I feel like it's truly a mom and daughter story like a a mom and daughter immigrant story and how you you know that i feel like a lot of people related to it in the sense of like you know the the moms never got like many of us like you know a lot of millennials are first generation here so like you know my parents came from mexico and i and i and i grew up here in the states so there's a culture clash when you're growing up you know so i feel like that's one of the big aspects and i feel with this with um ex machina I feel like Caleb is as a very relatable character in the sense that like he's smart, but like he's still very much human. Where like even he gets tricked, Ava manipulates him, and he even he's a little ignorant in the sense mm-hmm. where like an arrogant like I like don't know, um, but, Nathan's character. Yeah, like I from my because you know I I could be like I don't feel it, but you know like I quote unquote have been described as being smart but (laughs) um but i do definitely and and like you you've had like instances 
it with me like in this experience like i am very naive to things and that's something that like i very much related to caleb with like even though i'm not naive to trust an ai but but um you know with naive to like kind of like like which is something that i i kind of like try to I get worried about him, like naive to love and stuff like that, or emotion and stuff. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, essentially, yeah. I, I shouldn't call. I mean, I think he was a little arrogant with Nathan, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he was totally naive. Because I think, like, at the end of the movie, when he thinks he's got the upper hand on Nathan, I think that's where his arrogance kind of kicks in. And obviously, you know, Nathan's character is narcissistic you know, arrogant as fuck, like typical, you know, billionaire kind of mm-hmm. thing where Ava, she pretty much like kind of gaslights, not gaslights him, like manipulates him. And it's very much human. And the thing is, I, I think her, I know some people kind of think like, oh, you know, like they, they think of her as like a monster, but I'm like, well, if she has this like intelligence and this consciousness and she wants to do her own thing, like I don't, blame her for trying to escape because like she's trapped that's essentially what she's an experiment she wants to get out and i feel like any person could relate to that like to be like i don't want to be fucking trapped i don't want to be stuck bumfuck nowhere and then especially her having the power of the internet being able to like learn like i'm pretty sure she learned how to fly a helicopter just by like kind of downloading it into her head and that's how she escapes into the city so i feel like every character the guy the guy with the helicopter is there and she, he I don't know I don't know if she killed him. Did she kill him? I don't know. I always I thought maybe she did. I, like, I assume like she killed him because like the thing is he only saw Caleb go in. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he was like, Where the fuck did this girl come from? Because the thing is it's a secluded island. So yeah. I assumed either she killed the, the helicopter pilot or because she was a pretty girl, mm-hmm. he was like, Okay. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. I guess I guess it's fine. It's no biggie. But I mean, yeah, I guess that's that's left to the to the viewer. I thought maybe she just killed him. She's like, fuck it. Cause she just didn't care. Like she's like, I know what I am, but like she also wants to escape and do her thing. Like I think all three of them are pretty relatable relatable in that sense. And yeah, like you said, the naivety. And also, I mean, at the end of the day, uh Caleb fell for her. He fell for her because he's mm-hmm. like, damn, this girl's cute. And she's sweet, and she listens to me, and and you know, you can kind of tell like he was kind of a lonely guy, and just like how Nathan says at one point where he's just like, well, you didn't really win the contest. Like I kind of handpicked you because, you know, of your like porn searches and what type of women you're into, kind of thing. And he's like, what the fuck? Like so, even then, he it shows that even how more naive he was, where he thought, oh man, maybe I'm like special and smart, and he thinks he's like hot shit. But in reality, he's like, no, you're part of the experiment, too. And that's where I was even more like, holy shit, is he really, like, a person? Is he? I don't know. But, yeah, I, I think that's the, the thing that A24 does a really good job of. And just how, like, you know, our, our co-host Derek says when, when um, we always bring up the witch, he always goes, like, it's very relatable for him where he knows how it's like to grow up with, like, twins, like, twin siblings. So I feel like, yeah, each movie, there's, I think that's I think that's their spice. I think that's their formula. Just how Marvel has their own formula with their movies, I feel like A24 just goes, this is what we need. And they focus very heavy on, like, the human experience and Mm -hmm. the relations. Like, even, you know, Midsummer is about, like, a breakup, a really bad breakup. 
mm-hmm. or, or like you contemplating like, do I want to stay in this relationship kind of thing where I was in that position too, where I kind of went in, went on vacation and I was on the verge of breaking up and I was like, holy shit, like I fucking hate this. And you know, I was, it wasn't an experience is that horrible, but there, when I saw it, I was like, well, there's some aspects of Florence Pugh's character. And, you know, I think, uh, I was going to say something else. I forgot. <laughs> Anyways, back to Ex Machina. Yeah, I feel like that that's their very strong suit. And that's why I'm super excited for men as well. Because, I, you know, I, I, Alex Garland, I think he knows how to do it. I think he knows how to kill it in, in that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's why I'm, like, very... I think men specifically, like, makes me nervous. Because I know, like, even though, like, how they're playing it, I know what the moral and of the story is and that's one thing like i knew i think that's the thing like i knew what the moral of of ex machina was gonna be and so like i know what the moral of men is gonna be and just essentially like you know women being preyed on and like by men and and like not taken seriously by men and like essentially like you know it's gonna be the female experience and so it gets me very nervous because it's gonna be like oh "Oh, gosh yeah it's gonna be kind of triggering maybe (laughs) so yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah it it totally feels like it's gonna be pretty triggering even my girlfriend was like i'm shocked that she was like i want to go see it i was like well okay (laughs) all right You, you said it yourself but um uh but yeah no i mean um Oh gosh, I really keep forgetting what to say. Um, it was another. Oh yeah, so pretty much yeah, like you said, yeah, the movie's a little predictable. I will say maybe that's what its downside might be, but I feel like it, they do a good job of like telling a story that you already know what's going to happen. I think it's in the presentation, just like Jurassic Park. Like Jurassic Park, they're very similar ideas. You know, science gone wrong, people playing God. I love that theme. So you kind of, but, the, but at the same time, I think the viewer and the heart of hearts goes, I want to see shit get fucked up. I want to see the horror of it. Like Jurassic Park, you don't want to watch the movie of just like, oh, look, they went on the tour and everything was fine. The mm-hmm. dinosaurs didn't escape. You want to see it because you want to see the dinosaurs escape and, and make mayhem. And I feel like with Ex Machina, it's the same thing. You kind of, I think in that aspect, rather than Jurassic Park, where you kind of get it, you know, a little at the end of the first uh, the first uh, third of the movie, you know, the tire, the the you know iconic T Rex escape. With this, I feel like it's more of a slow burn where you're feeling it. You're feeling it like Alex Garland really edges you, and that sense of like keeps you in that sense of like, oh shit, it's coming. I know something's coming, and, and he makes those characters really scare the shit out of you in that aspect. But yeah, and then one of my favorite parts of the movie, just real fast, the the. The, the standout moment for me, and it's one of my favorite moments, and me and my buddies always reference this shit all the time, is the get down Saturday night scene. Oh, yeah. The dance yeah. scene. Which, yes, I, I mean, I've seen the meme. I know about it, and um, I I enjoyed it. It did definitely come out of nowhere. It it was, it, yeah, like, it is a mixture of, like, un- being uncomfortable, but then also, like enjoyment a bit i don't know i think that might just be me because oscar isaac mm-hmm. I, when i first saw it i didn't know much about oscar isaac i think i saw it in like 2015 i think it was like a year after it came out so i didn't know about it i know my buddy had seen it and he was like oh there's this really funny ass dancing scene 
and then I forgot about it. When I saw it, I was like, whoa. Like, it just... Because you get so ingrained in the movie. I will say that's the only thing that sucks is now that, like, that dance scene is, like, fucking everywhere. Especially if you follow, like, film Instagram or on Reddit, whatever. They really kind of blow up that scene. But when I first saw it, I was like, it was so jarring. It was, like, creepy, jarring, and hilarious. And it was a really strange cocktail where you're kind of there, like, it kind of gave you a break from the tension, but at the same time, you're kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it kind of really puts you even more on edge rather than, like, relax a little bit more. Like, you're still like, what the fuck's going to happen? Like, this just happened out of nowhere, and you're like, oh, shit, but... I don't know. Yeah, that, that... I don't know. It's just me of, like, it's something that I would expect an eccentric billionaire to do kind of thing, like... Uh, if I were to spend a week with a billionaire, um, uh, I would expect a random dance. I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> I think, yeah. No, I feel you. I mean, I'm not going to lie. If like, I kind of always think of it to myself because I don't, I like to, I'm not the type of person that goes, I need to relate to a character. I like kind of being that fly on the wall when I watch movies. So I kind of like, just like watching it and I kind of just let the movie take me over Mm -hmm. so for me it was like creepy and jarring but um yeah but you know after the movie i go what if i was there and i always go dude i'd be getting fucking hammered every day because that's who i am for me like he's like do a turing test i'll be like i don't know what the fuck that is and if he's like look dude just do this for a little bit and get drunk with me i'll be like okay cool Mm -hmm. like i wouldn't question it i'd be like i'm hanging out with like the creator of you know their google essentially and he just lets he wants to get fucked up and show me his cool like technology. I'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. And I think that's essentially what he wanted. And I think he just didn't expect Caleb to kind of go off the rails. But yeah. yeah, I think I think for me, I just go, nah, I'd just be partying with him, I'd be having a good mm-hmm. time. I wouldn't be like, oh my god, yeah. you know. I, I, it, it would though be a little scared if like he kind of starts picking at me. And making me question my reality. That's where I start going, hey, what the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, One thing, though. Do you think that he did kill the architect or the electricians or the security guides? I mean, <laughs> do you think he really killed, had the security guides killed? Oh, like or- the guy. Like, <laughs> oh, because he said that, like, he had the, the construction guys and all that stuff killed right after he uh-huh. built his, like, hidden mansion. Um. I don't think so. I think he was fucking around. Okay. Because, like, I think it's pretty easy to just blindfold them or yeah, whatever. Like, it's I, just like, very much a b- believable thing. Like, I don't know. I don't I don't subscribe to, like, Illuminati or anything like that, but I don't know. I know it's kind of, it might be easier to do when you have a lot of money, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, again, I think that's, I think that's the, the first little, um, uh, what do you call it? Like, the first little thing they they insert in your mind that puts you in the back of your mind that you're just kind of like oh yeah so where are they oh they got killed whatever and you kind of go ah that's funny that's like a billionaire joke thing but then when things start happening you kind of go oh shit maybe he did maybe he didn't and and i think that's the first little thing they put in your head where you're like oh fuck okay now i'm really nervous about this guy but yeah um yeah so pretty much with a24 getting a lot a lot more popular as of late do you think wh- why do you think people have probably latched onto this film um i think like like it's 
like we said with A24, there's just some relatability. There's like a thing that's built into real like reality. But then I think this also this movie also like harkens back to like classic movies of like, you know, the golden age. Like this definitely feels like um an Alfred Hitchcock movie. I to say the I think to compare it to the best. Like it feels very much like an old movie of like an eccentric like billionaire you know inviting this man to his mansion to like to like essentially like test something or do an experiment and stuff like that and like just kind of like building on that web of of mystery and and stuff so I think very much so like it's just like something that's ingrained in us we're we're like interested in the mystery and and i think that like it's it's definitely a genre that captures our minds very much so and i think that a24 is based very much on that um, philosophy of like kind of like having creating a, a scenario or you know that that makes your audience question itself like even with like um movies like and and then causing them to be unsettled in a way like i think uh like uncut gems is is a is an a24 too right or is that yeah 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 it is yeah like even that uncut i cannot see that movie again because it just unsettled me it like made me too tense like I just couldn't it was just too like yeah like it made me very high strung um so even with those like it's it's just like a it they they very much are awesome with you know grabbing uh their audience and taking them for a ride whether they want to or not <laughs> and uh and like yeah like I think even with everything everywhere all at once like you 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 come out of that theater like questioning and ask and asking you know kind of like internal questions of yourself and stuff so yeah honestly yeah you're right about that because I remember walking out the witch I didn't really feel it as much I feel like the witch was kind of marketed as like a very very scary kind of like um old-timey movie where in reality i was like this is more of a drama with like hints of horror but what i've walked out of um hereditary that one fucked with me like that one like like i said like like i said it's sometimes you know i relate to some characters like midsummer the the kind of breakup thing but again like i like to kind of enjoy the ride i like to kind of just see what's going on be a fly on the wall but yeah, when I walked out of that one, I got this like, oh, like this weird sense. Like I couldn't shake it. Even the whole theater, like there was this energy. When when we walked out, it was quiet. Like everybody was quiet. Like usually when the movie, excuse me, when the movie finishes, especially like a big blockbuster movie, like a Marvel movie or, or whatever, everyone's kind of talking like, oh, like, oh my God, what do you think about this? Or, oh, what's going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. Like when I walked out of Hereditary, it was just quiet. Like we all walked out. We all had this like kind of just quiet energy. And like, I remember getting in the car with my girlfriend and then we were kind of like, do you feel okay? And she's like, yeah, I kind of just feel weird. <laughs> like in a weird sense. And 
And I feel like same thing with everything everywhere all at once. When we walked out, I felt like that movie just kind of, it, it just hits you everywhere. It hits you like, and, and, and you know, it's funny, it's dramatic, it's action packed. And then just so emotional where like when I walked out of it, I kind of felt a little drained. Like I was like, Ooh, like my emotions were on a roller coaster kind of thing, like ups and downs and ups and downs and loop-de-loops and everything. Um, but yeah, like, it, it, so I feel like with Ex Machina, when I finished it, it just made me like contemplative. Like I remember I kind of sat through the credits, like when I was watching it at home and I was like, it, it, I think that's another thing that, that works with the formula, the A24 formula is that it, it leaves you with a sense and you kind of think about it and you contemplate it. And then it gives you this feeling where this one, I didn't feel like terror at the end of it. I kind of just felt like, I hope things work out. I was like, I hope everything's okay. And it kind of just seemed very like, I don't know. Like, you're like, should we fuck around with shit like this? Mm-mm. So look what happened. And then you go, what what did happen to Ava? You start kind of thinking like, do you think she just moved on? Or do you think she's like a malevolent robot or a benevolent? Or maybe she's like, I just want to be free and I want to do what I want. And and I like that feeling. It's not terrifying, but it's nor also comforting. You're just kind of in the middle kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't trust any of it. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a I'm a degreed scientist. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, is there I mean you know, like we said, it's it's pretty much a predictable film. It's not really, you know I, I think it doesn't change the genre or anything. I think it just presents it in a new modern way. I think you in know. a new modern way, it in a a very clean, precise way. Going back to you know, AI's keenness to pre- being precise. Um, but even the setting too. The setting yeah. is very clean. There's like uh-huh. never a speck of a mess. Mm-hmm. There's never like dirt or anything. Like everything is just clean and white and like pristine and everything. So I I feel like that was a big part of it. Like. I feel like the the set designs were gorgeous. Like that was another thing I loved about the film. There was just the set, set designs were stunning and gorgeous, and it's ex- essentially the aesthetic of a multi-billionaire. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to be clean. It's got to be beautiful. It's got to be, you know, like when you touch it, it's probably going to be cold, but like you know, sanitized kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and like also presenting the 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 you know the material that it's talking about in a very easy to digest way. And I think that they played that off very narratively, like really awesome with Nathan, essentially like we're not, we're not here as scientists. Like let's just shoot the shit, like brass tacks, like, you know, tell me what, what you think and stuff like that. So I think that, that like made the jargon, like, yeah, like we said, a bit more digestible. And I think that that, in a way kind of like even though it's like a not a new concept it kind of presented it in like a somewhat new way i think but yeah no um what i mean like i said like we were saying you know it's fairly predictable but do you think there was any moments i could have like maybe if if somebody saw it they'd be like oh shit like that would shock them or kind of i think the whole new to them yeah i think the whole like the that doubting scene that caleb experiences you know Absolutely. Yeah, that I for sure. That's what got me for sure. Like it was very, 
really makes you freak out a little. Like you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, what's going on? Kind of thing. And then of of course, um, anytime Oscar Isaac is on screen and like he's alone with Caleb, and he's just like getting a little, not frustrated, but kind of like a little on the angry side where mm-hmm. you kind of go, oh shit, is he gonna explode? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, Nathan's character is very. Feels like a ticking time bomb sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Any other you know final thoughts on the film? No, no. I think we covered a lot. Yeah. No. Awesome. Well, you know, I'm glad you dug it. I'm really excited that you dug it. I'm glad you you finally. Now that you know, I, I could say I I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You've seen it, and I'm and I'm happy you enjoyed it and i highly recommend it for anybody out there you know a24 is killing it right now so if you're like i need more you know go definitely check out ex machina Mm -hmm. yeah definitely all right well thank you ellen for being on on the podcast um for this episode this month um and thank you for having me and if you didn't know by now if this is your first time listening um we actually um are part of a podcasting group called the undercast company. And we also have a few other, um, podcasts in our lineup. Our mainstay is the underrated podcast where it's a biweekly podcast where we discuss films that are underrated, underappreciated, or those have just slipped under the radar and passed most people by. Um, and then I, and then our, our co-host for that, um, Derek McDuff also has a podcast, um, called gateway episodes where it's very similar to to this podcast but he deals with um tv shows and introduces people um into tv shows using just one gateway episode and then we also have a once in a while marvel podcast called infinity stones and dragon bones where we discuss um marvel properties such as the other um oscar isaac starring moon knight um we just released a episode on that and dr strange in the multiverse of madness and so check whenever a marvel um show or movie comes out uh go and check out that we usually um record and post it after the movie comes out or after the first uh, after the last episode comes out so yeah be on the lookout for that and um with that, um, Alan, once again, I would like to thank you. And um, everybody out there, thanks for being amazing. Take it easy, everybody.